tapes and all is stripped away and I simply come longing just to break something that's what that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself It's not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things be You're looking into hard hearts I'm coming back with a heart of worship where it's not about you. It's all about you. Nothing else but Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made. But it's all about you. All about you, Jesus. When the music fades and all is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's worth. That's where bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself yeah. It's not what you have required You search much deeper within Throw the way things appear You're looking into my eyes I'm coming back to Heart of Cause it's all about you All about you, Lord God All about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord Things I've made It's all about you It's all about you Jesus It's all about you Jesus. <laughs>
this car, this body. It's all about him because it all belongs to him. All to him I owe. I would be nothing without him. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name, God. Glory. Glory to your name, God. Sometimes we make it all about ourselves but it's not about us it's all about jesus it's all about god it's all about abba it's all about i am it's all about him thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. God, I bless your name. I magnify you, God. I exalt you from on high. God, thank you for being the great I am. Thank you, Lord God. 
for being peace. Thank you, Lord God, for being joy in the midst of sorrow. God, thank you for turning sorrow into joy. God, thank you for our heart's posture on this morning. That our hearts are in alignment with yours. That our hearts are in this place to receive what it is you have to say on today. That we give everything over to you on this morning. God, we're sorry for the things that we bring, but God, because it's all about you, that we would be nothing without you. For every doubt, God, we're sorry. For every spirit of unforgiveness, God, we're sorry. For every time we disobey, God, we're sorry. Because you deserve the glory, Lord God. You deserve all the glory. You deserve all the glory, Jesus. God, receive our worship on this morning, Lord God. Because it is due unto you. We love you. We honor you and we praise you, Lord God. Thank you all for giving me a moment to worship this morning. I would be nothing without him. I would be like a ship tossed to and fro if it wasn't for God being my anchor. If it wasn't for God being my anchor. He keeps my mind from wandering far off. In this place of recuperating from surgery, he has been my healer. Through every pain, through every ache, he has been there. He has sustained me. He has kept me. He has covered me. He has protected me. He has brought me over. If you just stop for a moment and thank God for everything that he's done for you and remember the near misses. Remember how he kept you from a certain situation or a certain circumstance. Just stop and think about 
what he's done for you in these last seven months. Danger seen and unseen. Every time you turn on the news, it's a drive-by shooting. It's an armed robbery. But God, it's because of the blood of Jesus. So God, we smear the blood of Jesus on this morning. We smear it over ourselves. We smear it over our minds. We smear it over our husbands. We smear it over their minds. We smear it over our children, oh God. And we smear it over their minds and we smear it over everyone that is connected us, connected to us, God. The blood still works. So God, we plead the blood of Jesus on this morning over our loved ones, Lord God, that you would rescue them. God, rescue them. For our children that are unsaved, God, rescue them. God, call them that they would respond to you and come running and asking, what must they do to be saved? God, call them. God, it is our prayer on this morning that you would place a pillow under them that when they fall, they would not fall and bust their heads to the white meat. But God, you would place a safety net under them, Lord God. God, we thank you. God, we praise you. And God, we magnify you. Yahweh, you are worthy to be praised. You deserve all our glory and you deserve all the honor. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Hallelujah. 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 God, we uproot the spirit of homosexuality. We uproot it, God, out of our children. We uproot it, oh God. And we cast it into a dark, dry place, never to return again. God, remind them of their identity. For it rests in you, it lies in you. God, you knew them before you formed them in our wombs, God. So you already knew their identity. Remind them of who they are. And then Lord God reminds them, remind them of whose they are. For some trust in chariots, God but we'll trust in the great I am. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Happy Friday, wise who wore. Happy, blessed, prosperous, magnificent, holy, righteous Friday. Yesterday, we started this conversation about 
woman, do you want to be whole? How long will you sit at the pool of Bethesda with your eyes wide shut? How long will you just not be whole? How long will you carry unforgiveness? How long will you walk around with an issue? May not be an issue of blood, but an issue. How long will you unwillingly tap in? Forget it all. And finally be made whole. What will it take? What will it take? What will it take for you to finally decide that I no longer want to be in this state? Oh, but if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And God is saying you've had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to reach out and touch. I've shown up in places. I've shown up in spaces. Yet what you assumed was supposed to happen didn't happen. So you missed opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. So how much longer will you sit? When you look at the word whole, the meaning is a complete amount or sum, a number, aggregate, or totally lacking no part, member, or element, something constituting a complex unity a coherent system or organization of parts fitting or working together as one. Free of wound or injury. Free of defect or impairment. physically sound and healthy, mentally or emotionally sound, having all its proper parts or components, consisting an undivided unit. Seemingly complete or total, having the same father, whole, so how long, the whole woman, let's look at John 5, 1 through 15. It is the, it's a story, but let's focus on verse six. 
John 5, and we're going to focus on verse 6. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, will thou be made whole? So the backstory is that there's a man at the pool of Bethesda, and this man is deaf, he's blind, and he's sick, and he needs healing. I'm going to make this man a woman for the purpose of this conversation. So there's a back, the backstory is, is that there is a woman at the pool of Bethesda. There is a wife who wars at the pool of Bethesda. And this man, and this one man is deaf, blind, and she's sick. And she needs healing. At the pool of Bethesda, an angel would come and trouble the water ever so often, once in a season. I don't know what season it is. Is it winter? Is it spring? Is it summer? Is it fall? I don't know. But there's a time that the angel comes. Now we understand that this woman is blind. We also understand that she is crippled. So having said that, it's possible that the angel came and there was commotion and she didn't know what was going on because she was blind. She wasn't aware or alert or just didn't know what was going on around her, perhaps. Or perhaps she knew and she was distracted by something. Does something have you so distracted that you keep missing the water being troubled for you to then be made whole? So I don't even know if it was distraction or something else going on. The Bible doesn't make it clear. But what we do know is this one man had been this way for 38 years. When Jesus saw her lying there and, and learned she had been in this condition for a long time and that she was not able to get in the pool of Bethesda into the water when it was troubled for at least 38 years to get her healing. How long have you been dealing with an issue? of not being whole, whole, nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. So the whole woman, as I understand it, is that Jesus goes to this man, one man, and says, will thou be made whole? And the one man, is coming up with all of these excuses. How many excuses have you been making from being delivered? How many excuses have you been making from being whole? Oh, this is just who I am. This is just what I do. How many excuses have you made? Oh, well, I cut back. 
I tried to go into the water. And God is like, I didn't ask you what happened. I asked you, would you, are you willing to no longer be sick? Are you willing to be healed? Are you willing to come up higher? And he and, and the man, the one man began to complain. When God asks you a question about whether or not you are willing to be made whole, are you ready to be healed from this sickness, this disease, this infirmity, this attitude, this posture of negativity? Are you ready to be healed from that thing? that thorn, that molestation, that uh, abusive relationship. Are you ready to be made whole, healed from it? Are you ready to move on? Or do you want to stay in that place of complacency? Do you want to stay in that place of woe is me? God is asking him. But when he asked him, all he could do was begin to complain. He basically was talking himself out of the need to be healed, the need to be whole. Some of you are in this place of stuck even in your relationships because you won't move on from a past mistake you won't move on from words that were spoken ill words nevertheless right God is saying to you on this morning daughter one man how long will you stay in this place Antoinette, when I read your comment, release and hold, release the hold and be made whole, something on the inside of me jumped. Because the only way to get to that next level, the only way to come up higher is to release the hold and be made whole. But if you're not willing to release it, How long will you remain in that condition? You got to release the hold that folks don't even know that they have on you. You over there stuck and they over there free living life. You see, a lot of us are in situations and we know how to complain about them. We've mastered the art of complaining. You see a lot, we see a lot of things on social media where folks are saying, I'm on my healing journey. I want to heal. I'm in the mental, uh, right? So, or I'm, I'm in this place where I want to be whole. I'm I'm on my journey. God's getting ready to do it. 
And I work for a major healthcare organization and mental health is huge. Healing is such a big deal. And I'm not making fun of it by any means and addressing the pain and addressing the trauma. And, and I'm all about that. But let me tell you something, just as Jesus walked into that place at the pool and asked that one man, would she be made whole? That's my question to you. Would you be made whole? Are you willing? Are you willing to heal from that trauma, Didi? You just said it. Some of us are attached to trauma. Some of us are attached, are attached to the woe is me syndrome. Some of you fuel off of pity parties. Some of you wouldn't even understand what life would look like if you would just stop complaining. So the question on the floor this morning is this. Woman of God, daughter, wife who wars. Is today the day that you release it all? Is today the day that you let it all go? So that I, God, your dad, your father, your I am can make you whole? Are you willing? Are you willing to release the past so that you can be made whole? Are you willing to heal from that trauma? Are you willing to forgive that person, those people who wronged you, who hurt you, who stabbed you in your back, who spoke ill of you? Are you willing to forgive your husband? For the hurt he's caused you. Yeah, Gwendolyn. This is not about you believing that your husband needs to be made whole or your sister girl needs to be made whole. This is about you looking you in the mirror and being okay to release yourself from it. It's held you far too long. It's gripped you far too long. It's kept you from seeing and going and growing and going higher far too long so are you willing to release the past so that you can be made whole are you willing to heal from the trauma are you willing to forgive that person those people 
to come up higher where God is calling you to? Are you willing to choose you when no one else chose you? Are you willing to choose you when no one else chose you? You tried out for some things and you didn't get picked. You applied for a job and the answer was no. Are you willing to be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? Or as the message version says, Serena, do you want to get well? Many are talking about healing, but most refuse to choose forgiveness and hold on tight to the same grudges, the same trauma, and the same pain that keeps them bound, sick, unwell, depressed, anxious. It's a choice to heal. And God is asking you the question today. He's giving you an option today. Will you choose healing? Jesus asks the blind man at the pool of Bethesda if he wants to be whole and he responded with complaints. Yes, they didn't choose you. They abused and hurt you. But did you know that when you had a chance to choose you, you refused by holding on to them? When will you let it go? and become the whole woman God desires you to be. The whole woman encompasses the emotional, the physical, and the financial. Everything about you, your marriage, your relationships, your career, your destiny, you must be aligned this year. In preparation for your next year, you cannot bow, you cannot break, you cannot bend. You cannot change in the face of adversity. You must stay focused. The month of August is 10 days away. 10, today is the 21st of July. In 10 days, we will reach August the 1st, the month of new beginnings. But you can't get to your new beginning unless you release this that is holding you back from becoming all that God has called you to be. Listen, yesterday I had my post-surgery appointment with my doctor. I had surgery 11 days ago today. And in preparation for my procedure, 
there were things that I had to stop doing. Speak Holy Ghost. There are things that I had to stop doing to prepare my body for surgery. I couldn't take my normal things pre-workout. Um, vitamins. Um, no longer could take um, Advil or aspirin. The night before I had to shower and they give you this pre-surgery ready pack where you have to utilize the wipes that are in there to decontaminate the infected area or the area for which they are planning to operate on. I pray y'all are catching this in the spirit realm. Some of you need to open up you some imagine some some imitation uh, uh, wipes and decontaminate the infected area so that God can be your surgeon and begin to operate on those areas that are infected with trauma, with drama, with generational curses, with alcoholism, with uh, the abuse of pharma, uh, prescription medicines, pharmacia, with the abuse of pornography, with the abuse of shopping. Some of you need to wipe down the area so that it's ready for God, the surgeon, to come in. Some of you need to make ready your mind, your home. Because for anybody that has gone through surgery, it's not just a body process, it's a mental process. Because you got to go through the pain and you got to go through the hurt. It's a process. It's a process in the beginning to guilt, to then get ready to go through a procedure that will then put you in another process. Because then the healing process has to begin. So we've gone through the preparation. Now we're in the midst of the procedure. And it may take an hour. It may take two hours. It may be an extensive procedure. That may take hours before you see the finished work. Where the doctor has then said, I got one more tie to make, one more suture, and we'll be done. Let me go back to prep. I had to do the cleaning, right? And I had to stop taking a few things. But then when I got into the 
facility. They called me back. I registered. I sat. God called my name. I registered. I sat at his feet. He called me to the back. And they began to prepare me. You need to take this off. You need to take this off. We're going to put this in a bag. And we're going to hold on to this for you. We need to take this off. And then she said, are you ready? She's like, we need to put an IV in. Some of us need God to do a blood transfusion. Some of us need God to put an IV in. So he can give us the proper medication that we need. Then they wheeled me to the back. And I remember them transferring me from my intake table or, or bed to that of the bed in the surgery suite that has been sterilized just for me. Every person in the room was just for me. Anesthesiologists, surgery technician, physician, nurses, operating room specialist. Everybody in the room is there for me. And they say, Denise, can we get you to transfer yourself from this bed to this bed? And I remember the anesthesiologist saying, okay, I'm going to give you just a little something to make you comfortable. And then the nurse says, I need to take this arm, Mrs. Smith. And I can you put it on this table. I want to make sure that we strap you in. And then another nurse says, I need to put this seatbelt on you to ensure your safety. And then I remember hearing the doctor say, we're going to begin to talk about you and what we're going to do. And if there's anything that comes up for you, ask in my name, says the Lord. And I will give you an answer. The anesthesiologist has given me the medicine. And I don't remember anything else that took place. That's what I hear God saying today. I'm going to give you the medicine. And then I'm going to begin to do the procedure that is absolutely necessary for your health. That is absolutely conducive for where I am taking you. I want to heal you. 
I need to heal you. It's absolutely necessary for your life. Some of you need to allow God to do what is absolutely necessary for life-saving measures today. I wake up and I'm in the recovery room. I remember nothing about what took place in that space that had been surgically prepared for me. Sterile. Cold. But necessary. Because when it's too warm, germs begin to grow. Could that be your problem? You've been seated in places that have just been too hot for you. And now you're just full of germs, hate, disappointment after disappointment, no after no, grudges, hatred, bigotry, complacency, complaining. You must allow God to align you this year in preparation for what is to come. If you are not in proper alignment, you will miss God. You will miss what it is he's trying to get to you and through you. You cannot bow to, to, to man. You cannot bow to social norms. You cannot bow to what you see on TV. Where is the standard at? You cannot change in the face of adversity. You must stay focused be disciplined and discern what does and does not belong to you. Denise, I got an issue. But this issue is not mine. It belongs to the Lord. Denise, I got an infirmity. But the infirmity is not mine. It belongs to the Lord. Denise, I've been abused and I've been hurt. I've been disappointed and I've been let down. But guess what? I don't want to hold on to that anymore. 
I need to give it to God. I need to release it all. I know there are some things that God has been calling me to. I know there are some things that God has been calling me to do, but I can't do them because I am holding on to so much. And I feel like if I do one more thing, if I take on one more thing, I'm a bend, I'm a bow, I'm a break. God is saying, daughter, I'm troubling the water for you today. You've been sitting outside the pool of Bethesda for some 38, 48, 18, 28 years carrying the same baggage. Year after year after year. And God is saying today is your day. I'm troubling the water for you specifically. Just as I had sterilized that operating room in preparation for Denise, God is saying I'm troubling the water for you today. Daughter, woman of God, wife who wars, will thou be made whole today? Not tomorrow, not Sunday, not next week, not next month, but today. Be disciplined and discern what does and does not belong to you. You are as wealthy as your relationships. What do they look like? What do your relationships look like? What do they add to you? What do you add to them? How do you add anything bogged down with anxiety? and depression, and hurt, and drama, and trauma? Or is it that when you get in those relationships, that's what they are, which is why you thrive there? Is that what it is? You are as wealthy as your relationships. It's not enough to say, I got this by myself. No man is an island, which is why we have a sisterhood, a wife tribe, a wives who war. Are you ready to stop sitting at the side of the pool and get in? So that you can be all that God has called you to be. 
Here's my ask of you today. And we're moving. For those of you who know and are ready to do the work, I want you to get a post-it or a piece of paper or something. Write it in your journal because remember we're journaling our journey. Thanks for the reminder, Swamika. I want you to write out everything that's been holding you back from being whole. You got to do the work. Faith without work is dead. Just like I'm on the road to recovery, God is saying, I'm getting ready to put you on the road to recovery. I'm getting ready to put you on the road to recovery. Soon as you heal, and healing begins as you write, as you write them out, healing is going to begin. And God says, when you get through writing and you get through putting your trauma on a piece of paper, I want you then to rip it up into fine pieces. Small, fine pieces. That's the surgery. It's going to be a process. I'm not asking you to cut it. I'm asking you to rip it into small, fine pieces because that's the process. That's the surgery piece. And then I want you to take it to the outside garbage can, not the one in your house, you know, the one that you take out for the garbage people to pick up. That's the one I want you to take it to. Because as far as the east is from the west, y'all can complete the scripture. So I want you to take that finely ripped up paper, finely, I mean minute, it's a process, and walk it outside, put it in the outdoor trash can, and then on your way back in, you'll walk through the door, which will be your door of Bethesda your pool of Bethesda, your door of Bethesda. When you enter the door, your mindset should shift. Your attitude should shift. And everything about you should be different. 
because you made up in your mind that I'm going to do what I've been asked to do. I'm going to do what I've been purposed to do, what I should have done a long time ago, which is to rid myself of the junk that's been keeping me from being whole. So I told you in the beginning, my doctor called me on yesterday. It was my post-surgery checkup. And he went on to say to me that one, I was doing a lot better than he thought I would be, that I was making great progress. And he said, you know, I told you that anytime we remove something, we have our pathologist look at it. And he said, you had um, severe, uh, he didn't call it cirrhosis, he called it something else. Cellulitis or something, severe. And it definitely needed to be removed. But I need you to know that there was no cancer found in it. <laughs> God, I bless you. And even in that, I hear God saying, some of your stuff is severe. Severe enough for it to need to be removed. But when I remove it, there will be no cancer found in it. Meaning it will not have infected your entire being. It will not have infected where God is calling you to go. It will not have infected the purpose and the plans that I have concerning you since the Lord. But you got to trust the process. And you got to believe God. That he who begun a good work in you is faithful. To complete. Trust God through the process. Trust God through the process and watch, watch, watch what he does because of your obedience. I'm expecting to get messages And how God opened the door. I'm expecting to get messages about how relationships have been restored. I'm expecting to get testimony after testimony after testimony because of your obedience and the finality 
of you releasing that which has held you bound for some odd 38 years. I see them do it and that love is working out for me. Yeah. He's getting ready to do it, but you got to allow him to be the master surgeon that some of you so desperately need. I pray that something shared on today and this week has sparked something on the inside of you. I double dog there, y'all. To do the work. I double dog dare y'all. To do the work. To look yourself in the mirror. To look yourself in the mirror. And do. A self analysis. Do a self-analysis on yourself. This is not about your husband. This is not about your children. This is not about your sister. This is not about anybody other than you. Didi said this is scissor ministry. Cut off everything and everyone. Lady Gwendolyn said, this is a one man in the mirror message. God is asking to change our ways. Will thou be made whole, woman? You got attitude for no reason. You just nasty. For what? Because you carry it around past hurt. And you got to snap back for everything. And God is saying, aren't you tired of snapping back? Aren't you tired of living in Lodabar? Come up. I'm calling you higher. Then God says, oh, I get it. You can't go any higher because you got a backpack full of stuff. And until you unload, unpack the backpack that's full of stuff, You'll, be, you'll never be able to reach the heights that I've called you to. You'll, be, you'll never be able to sit at the, the, the appropriate table that I've prepared for you. You'll never be able to walk through the doors that I've opened for you. I'm trying to call you higher so you can see from a different view. 
but you're comfortable where you are, unwilling to do the work. So the water has been troubled for you all this morning. And God is saying, will you be made whole? Will you stop walking around with your eyes wide shut? Yes, Lady Gwendolyn. We do have the power to change our story through the Holy Spirit. But you got to ask him. You got to partner with him. You can't do it in your own might. You have to ask God. You have to partner with God. So that he I know the thoughts and the plans that I have concerning you, woman. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Plans to prosper you. To give you hope and a future and an expected end. Let God do his perfect will in your lives. So that you can live a perfect life in him. I love you and I praise God for you. And I pray that you have an amazing weekend. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. Be intentional about spending time in his presence. Which is why I was not in any hurry to shift from worship this morning. Be intentional. Intentional in your walk. Intentional in your talk. Intentional in your relationships. Do a relationship assessment. Are the relationships that I'm in healthy? Do they bring glory and honor to God? And if they don't, cut it off. Is my spending habits in alignment with God's will? Is what I'm watching on TV in alignment with God's will for my life? What am I consuming? Is it in the will of God? What is it that I'm drinking? Is it in the will of God? Are the places that I go in the will of God? Do an assessment. Because I'm telling you, come August 8th, the month of new beginnings, God is going to require more. And this is all preparation for what's to come. Love y'all. Have a great day.